Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to endabortion.us. Well, tonight, I am going to bring you part two, if you will, of the special announcement and program that we made regarding our national prayer service coming up in January. If you recall, Janet Morana and I brought to you a a special interview with two of the award recipients uh, for that prayer service. Every year on the day of the National March for Life, which this coming January will be Friday, January 19th, we present an award series of awards actually to several people each year, the National Pro-Life Recognition Award. And we announced in a recent program that we were going to be honoring Bishop Joseph Strickland, who has uh, indicated his intention to come to receive the award in person and to greet you, to have you give you a chance to greet him and thank him for his outspoken leadership. We also announced that we were going to be honoring uh, Mark Lee Dixon, who will be with us also. He founded the Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn project, and uh, we owe him a great debt of gratitude, too, for that effort by which uh, localities and cities uh, say there will be no abortion within our boundaries. Well, today I want to tell you about two additional award winners for this prayer service, plus a third special recognition that we're going to give. And I have pre-taped some interview clips with these award recipients as well, so that you can hear what they have to say. They too are going to join us at the prayer service. Again, it's Friday, January 19th. They are going to be not only speaking to those who will assemble, uh, but also having some time at the end of the service to greet everyone and have photo opportunities and so forth. This is going to be something really, really unique in terms of the type of people we're going to be bringing together that day. The first of these special additional award recipients is the man who appears in an upcoming film being released October 23rd and 25th called Police State, warning the American public about how our country right now is a police state under the autocratic rule of the Democrat Party. Now, we're not, we have not yet solidified into a permanent police state. We can still rescue this country, and that's, of course, what the elections are about. And this gentleman is in the film for a particular reason, because his home was raided by the police state, Democrat-controlled FBI. But he's also part of the solution. He's not only a victim of this police state, he's part of the solution because he has announced a run for Congress in the 1st District of Pennsylvania. He's a Catholic pro-life activist and an author, and he has uh, written and spoken about matters such as abortion and also pornography and homosexuality and uh, 
really masculinity, which is so lacking in our culture today, but the role of men, and he established a ministry called The King's Men, which has helped men all around the country to rediscover the spirituality of being a man. I am talking, of course, about Mr. Mark Houck. And uh, he lives in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. And he is going to be honored at our prayer service. He's looking forward to joining us uh, in the morning of January 19th. Let me show you now the interview that I recently did with Mark Houck. Well, friends, we are delighted to welcome again on this program our friend Mark Houck uh, from Philadelphia. Mark, how are you doing today? Oh, it's great to be with you again, Father. Thanks for having me. It is great to see you. And listen, congratulations on receiving this National Pro-Life Recognition Award. Uh, my board at Priests for Life and also the board of the National Pro-Life Religious Council uh, were unanimous in their, in their conviction that really, you know, we wanted to honor you on the day of the March for Life at this uh, national prayer service. And, uh, you know, you have made it so clear, you know, through all the things that have happened to you that the last thing you were doing was seeking any kind of spotlight or glory. You know, we do this for the glory of God and salvation right. of, of souls and for the lives of these babies. But nevertheless, uh, congratulations. We want to give honor where honor is due because you've given a great example of faith and perseverance in the midst of pretty serious trials. Ah, well, we're happy to accept that award. We're honored to accept it. And, and we have to accept these things because uh, it's important that, um, you know, we acknowledge what, what people are doing and, and uh, you know, for the glory of God, as you said. And yesterday I was at Planned Parenthood. We had a save yesterday. So we continue to persevere and, and, uh, and help babies and moms and uh, this just keeps us going when we when we get these honors. It's, it's just a, a pat on the back from the Lord, I think. Well, you know, Mark, when you go out and, and, and pray at these facilities, as you've been doing for a very long time, and uh, we were together at the 40 Days for Life Symposium. Uh, sure. I think that's the last time we were together in person. But uh, you know uh, how we have to clothe ourselves in prayer. Could you say a word to our audience about the importance uh, on the day of the March for Life when we will all be together with you, with Bishop Strickland, with Sister Dee Dee, with Mark Lee Dixon, and with pro-life marchers from around the country. Could you comment on the, just the, the necessity of clothing ourselves in prayer whenever we're gonna go out into the public arena, whether it's at an abortion clinic or whether it's at the March for Life? Yeah, I think it, I think it sets the right disposition as we go out to, to a prayer vigil or even a march you know there's a there's a celebratory element to coming together as a pro-life family but, but there's also a a, a, a a solemn nature of it all which i think requires um the right disposition and i think for me when i go out to the prayer vigils i like to fast and of course i bring my rosary and i i think it's important because uh i think god can profoundly use us not that he can't use us if we're if we're not praying and so forth but i think our our disposition, our interior disposition, our outward disposition needs to be one of um, service. And, and I think the best way for me to enter into that, especially as I come to the march, that I'm there to, 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 to witness to who we are as a people, is that, you know, we just we prepare our hearts. So we're not going to have like a, a huge buffet breakfast and, and gorge ourselves. We're really going to enter into solidarity with you know, the children that we've lost that we remember and of course the moms and and i think the best way to do that is uh 
maybe have a black coffee or something uh, and just really empty ourselves so that God can further use us. I think it, it, it gives us the right disposition, and I'm happy to share that. I know it's helped me uh, knowing that, you know, I'm going there and I really need to surrender everything. And that, that includes, uh, you know, the, the, the exterior for the day. And I think, you know, to fill our, our cup up with prayer and with, you know, the, the Lord through, from Mass and communion is, is just a perfect way to begin that day. Uh, Mark, uh, since we were last uh, together, two okay. big developments have happened, and I just want to touch on these very briefly before we let you go, uh, because uh, it, it's shaping your life, and I think it's shaping the life of the nation. Uh, one is our friends uh, Dinesh D'Souza and Dan Bongino, two great, great patriots and just men that I admire so much, um, have made a film, uh, as you know. It's called Police State. Correct. You're in it. Tell us about that, Mark, because it has to do with what happened to you when the FBI raided your home. Sure. What a timely film. And, uh, of course, Dinesh would always be on top of these things at, at the center uh, of, of, of this, you know, knowing uh, how to draw attention to what needs attention. So, uh, yeah, Police State, we, we were uh, interviewed for this film back in March. Dinesh had been planning it, uh, you know, a month after my raid. And, uh, you know, he's highlighting that. He's highlighting our story, other stories, and, 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 and whistleblowers that have come forward to kind of reveal all these things. It's really a, a exposing the deep state, and, and it's exposing the weaponization of our government. And uh, it needs to be heard. It needs to be seen. I think it's opening up October 23rd and the 25th at, at theaters nationally. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be an important film, I think, for this coming election. I think um, it's timely, and and people just need to educate themselves about what truly is happening. Because I can't, I can't tell you how many people don't believe really what happened to me, or don't even know what happened to me. And uh, and maybe it's because they've they've eliminated news in their life. I don't know, but there's a lot of people in this country who don't know how bad things really are, and and how the two tiered system of justice has 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 taken over this country, and how this republic is in danger of of losing its freedom. So, um, I'm happy to be a part of it, and I look forward to uh, being at different premieres. I know you and I might be in Florida together at a at a premiere, so I look forward to that. Yes, policestatefilm.net, everybody, is where you can go for that. And uh, and Mark, it'll be an important theme for us to stress at the prayer service because. These people are going after the entire pro-life movement, the entire conservative movement, sure. uh, and uh, uh, it's another way we, another and another reason why we fortify ourselves in prayer. And finally, the other thing that changed: you announced a big new effort in your own uh, service to our nation. Tell us about that too. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity. You know, God laid it on my heart through many people that, uh, you know, I have a sacred duty, uh, as we all do, to, to do what we can. And if God gives us, you know, the position or the ability to influence others, I think St. Augustine talked about this, that, that we would be held accountable to those things if, if we reject those opportunities. So uh, we're running for Congress. Uh, this is something we took to a lot of prayer. It's not something we wanted, but it's clear that God wants it. And so we're all in for God. And, um, you know, that gap that will be what I choose for my life and what God wants for my life. You know, I, I'm going to go with what God wants for my life. And so uh, we announced in early August, we're two months in. we got a lot of work to do. Um, we're going up against an incumbent who uh, he's got a lot of support. And, um, you know, 
but we have God on our side. So we had the full force of the government coming after us, uh, all the money in the world coming after us. We won, uh, as you know, and uh, I believe we'll be successful and victorious in this as well. What's the uh, the congressional district there in Pennsylvania for the race? That's right. That's District 1 in, in Pennsylvania, the Bucks County region of Pennsylvania. The Bucks County region. Okay, we got a lot of good pro-life people there, we as do. you well know. And uh, Well, listen, uh, how can people connect with your uh, your campaign? Sure, they can go to halkforcongress.com. That's H-O-U-C-K. Uh, it's not the uh, the number, but F-O-R-Congress.com, HalkforCongress.com. It's so exciting. Well, there's a lot going on. The Run for Congress, the sure. the police state film, the ongoing uh, legal. I mean, because you on the legal front, you're pushing back, right, against the uh, against the Department of Justice for what they did to you. That's right. We're filing very soon, and uh, that's going to be on national news and Wall Street Journal, and yeah. we'll have a lot of attention with that as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're suing the government. We're suing the DOJ, and that's going to be coming out very soon. Well, I think that, uh, you know, for our viewers who already know you and for those that are just getting to know you, it's very clear why uh, we want to give you this Pro-Life Recognition Award. So on January 19th, it's going to be an exciting day. We're going to march for life. We're going to be together in prayer. So we want to thank you again, Mark, for uh, your you. friendship and witness and uh, onward to victory. Amen. God bless you, Father. Keep up the great work. God bless you, too. Take care. Take care. Well, so with Bishop Joseph Strickland coming on January 19th to our prayer service, and by the way, nationalprayerservice.com is the website for you to see uh, the further details of that service. It's held in Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. With Together with the bishop, with Mark Lee Dixon being there, and then now also Mark Houck, as if that weren't enough, we have another exciting award recipient that you're going to want to meet. She will also be there. Many of you, no doubt, have heard her speak or seen her online. And it is none other than Sister Dee Dee Byrne. Uh, Sister became well-known during the Republican National Convention back in the 2020 uh, election when the RNC invited her to have a speaking slot. It was the, the well-known, brief but well-known address in which she said, we are pro-life and pro-eternal life. Uh, and where she made it clear that uh, that the uh, whoever occupies the office of president has uh, an important influence on the direction that pro-life takes in our country. Sister Dee Dee Byrne uh, will be with us. She is both a religious sister. Now, the community, and she's the superior of this community based in Washington, D.C., is the Little Workers of the Sacred Heart. And she is, at the same time as she is a religious sister, she is a doctor, a medical doctor, uh, specializing in family medicine and general surgery. She's a surgeon. She is also a, uh, spent 29 years in the Army with the rank of colonel. So she has merged these three aspects of her vocation to the religious life, uh, the calling of serving our country uh, for uh, nearly three decades and uh, being a medical doctor. 
uh, in a marvelous way as a medical missionary helping out in various parts of the world, uh, intervening when there are disasters like 9-11 and also the earthquake in Haiti back in 2011 and and situations like this where God's people need urgent medical attention. Uh, She has spoken and written, of course, about uh, abortion and uh, has also more recently focused very much on the end-of-life issues, battling against the taking of innocent life by euthanasia. Now, before I show you the clip that I taped with her just the other day, uh, I want to mention to you, because we talk about it in the clip, that she, when she accepted this award uh, for herself, said she didn't want it to be so much for her, but in honor of the people who are right now in jail... Uh, for their peaceful witness to the sanctity of life in front of abortion facilities. Because just like with Mark Houck, we notice the, the intrusive power of the police state as they raided his home for, again, peaceful pro-life activism. We have now uh, the situation where that same Department of Justice under the control of the Democrats has thrown some peaceful pro-lifers in jail. Uh, Why? For peacefully intervening to save lives. You see, for these abortion people and for the Democrat Party, it's all about uh, abortion as some kind of sacred uh, ritual, some kind of holy thing that you can't do anything to stop. Uh, It's some kind of fundamental right that you can't do anything to restrict or hinder. This is the sick mindset of these people. Uh, And so as a result, we've got some pro-life people, some of whom we know very, very well, like Joan Andrews Bell and uh, a fellow by the name of Will Goodman, who's a deeply uh, spiritual man that I've known for decades, and many others. Uh, And Sister said, you know, we've got to honor those who are suffering in this particular way, having lost their freedom, at least temporarily, and uh, we need to be in solidarity with them as they suffer for the unborn in this way. We are in solidarity with them. We will honor them during the prayer service as well as Sister Didi. But let's listen now to her words as we spoke recently. Well, as promised, friends, we have Sister Didi with us. And Sister, welcome to our program. Thank you, Father. Just want to uh, say how happy we are that you'll be able to uh, be with us at the uh, prayer service uh, in Washington, D.C. And at your suggestion, we're going to honor the people who have been arrested uh, and imprisoned uh, for their loving, peaceful pro-life activity. Uh, In anticipation of the January event, we'd just like you to say a few words encouraging people to come and why, uh, why it's so important that we honor these courageous men and women uh, who are suffering in this way. Well, it's important to honor, honor them because they, God has called them in a very special way. We're all called um, to do his work to uh, save the, the life of the unborn and to also work for the elderly or those who are disabled to fight against euthanasia. Um, it, but it's the calling they have been given is similar to to maybe someone being called to be a cloistered religious. Um, not everyone can do it. In, in fact, just a very small percent of percentage of people are called. So Joan Bell, Jean Marshall, John, uh, Will Goodman, uh, Laura Hanley, and a few others have uh, taken that step to. 
pray in a clinic at a time when this is a very unfriendly period of time with the FACE Act, the act that gives them the, the opportunity to be arrested. But the second, um, um, I guess the second um, part of this is that they are being accused of being conspiracist, which gives them uh, 11, 10 extra years of being thrown in prison. Joan Bell, for example, is a mother, 74, 75 years old. She's adopted six children, and she has one, she and Chris have one of their own. And um, so this is a, a sacrifice not only for Joan, but for the children. But for Joan, she's, I, I'm hearing from Chris, she's calling every day, and she's in great spirits. They're able to pray w the rosary once a week. Um, they receive communion, I think, weekly. Uh, Joan is seeing it as a, a cloistered cell in which she can spend time for the, her own reparation of sins and for those of the whole world. And so it's an, an incredible calling. And I, I think I'm more attuned to this because Joan and Chris spent the two weeks with us during the trial. We were able to basically feed them, house them, pray with them. And then I, I sat in on a few of the court hearings which was, I felt really lopsided, one-sided. Joan wasn't given the opportunity to speak. And um, when asked, what, give me the, uh, when the jurist asked, what is your uh, definition to the judge of a conspiracy? She said, uh, whatever definition, just be as broad as you want. When they asked the judge, can you explain um, what, why it takes three days for a third trimester abortionist well, they didn't use that term, but why did it take three days for this doctor to see a patient? You know, the first day would be to dilate the cervix. The second is to snip the umbilical cord. And the third was to deliver the baby. But a lot of these people didn't have a great understanding. And they were not given, she said, it's not pertinent to the case. Joan didn't have a chance to speak. She said she was, she was basically muted. So this is a very unjust trial in which they're thrown in prison. And so we need to not forget where they are. We need to rally behind them. They're going to be getting a sentencing in, in, the, in October and uh, the end of October. So this is going to be really important for all of us because, you know, in England, that one woman who was arrested for praying quietly in in front of the abortion clinic, or not even very close. So these these uh, um, attacks uh, toward those of us who are trying to support the life of the unborn is becoming more and more brazen. The evil one is really lashing out and um, appears as if there is he is succeeding. The evil one is succeeding. Of course, God is the victor, but. So this is why it's important. We cannot forget where they are. We need, because we may be, the law may get expanded to saying just walking down the street with your rosary in your hand, you could be arrested. So we have to, to stand strong behind them, pray with them, and, um, and continue to fight for the injustice that has occurred toward them. Sister, it's going to be a, a beautiful morning of prayer uh, on that day of the March for Life. Um, uh, just uh, 
just uh, let our people know who are going to see this video ahead of time and maybe thinking about whether or not they want to come. Uh, tell, uh, tell, tell from your perspective why it's so important on a day like the March for Life when we're out there by the tens of thousands and, and uh, why is it so important to fortify ourselves at the beginning of that day with a service of prayer? It's, it's critical for all of us each in our daily, even every day, to put um, our Lord centered in the, in the Eucharist. We're going to start with Mass, and then we're going to have prayers and uh, different wonderful people speaking a little bit, just a few minutes of their own personal thoughts and prayers. And so it helps us keep our minds focused on why we're really out there it's not just going out and being, uh, you know, finding camaraderie with like-minded people and getting a little extra exercise, but it's really helping us to focus on our Lord, who is the little one in the womb or the elderly in the in the nursing home, to keep ourselves uh, mindful of of why we're there. Certainly happy that uh, that you're going to be there, and uh, I know people are going to want to. Uh, uh, greet you and 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 thank you for standing up. But like you said, uh, there are those that are 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 suffering much more. We're going to honor them too, and uh, just thank you for your witness to life. And we look forward to uh, joining with you in January. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything, Father, that you've done too. Appreciate that. Pleasure. All right. God bless. Friends, Friday, January nineteenth, twenty twenty four nationalprayerservice.com. Constitution Hall, where we hold this service, is a marvelous venue. It's got a very large capacity on the ground level, and then it's got the upper tier of the building. This year, for the first time, I believe we can fill that hall. Why? Because look at what's happening to Bishop Strickland, right? He is, first of all, uh, so... Uh, outspoken. He's well known for doing something that all the bishops should be doing, uh, exercising clear teaching about the gospel of Christ, about the right to life, about the way this should play out in politics. He's not afraid to call out the evil that we see happening in the Democrat Party. He has been very supportive of me and of many others who speak out clearly as well. People want to support him. Because we see now that the Vatican did a, a visitation and there's rumors that some there in Rome want to uh, remove him from his position for no good reason, no good reason at all. And so we have a lot of support for him. There's a lot of support for Mark Houck as he is, fights back now against this, this police state that we find ourselves in. Sister Didi continues to do her work and witness, and that witness has inspired so many. And Mark Lee Dixon saving so many lives with the sanctuary cities. Do you want to show your support for these individuals and for what they stand for uh, and join with me and our whole team of Priests for Life? You'll have a chance to personally greet my, the members of my team, Sister Didi, Mark Houck, Mark Lee Dixon, Bishop Strickland, and myself, by coming, listening to all of us speak, and also greeting us at the end of the service, and then, fired up as you will be, go forward to March for Life on Friday, January 19th, in our nation's capital. This is going to be a unique event. This is going to be a very powerful event. 
We are going to pray. We are going to immerse ourselves in God's Word. We're going to preach. I'll be giving the, the main uh, sermon at that event. We'll start with Mass. So those uh, who want to attend Mass can do so at 7.30 at, at uh, Constitution Hall. And then we will have the prayer service starting at 8.30 and we'll be out in time for you to get to the, uh, the rally site for the march. Please plan to join us. NationalPrayerService.com is where you can get the further details. You'll see the address there, and, and you can let us know that you're coming. Bring as many big groups as you want. Make the plans now. Come and join us. It's going to be exciting. Let's now turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the gift of life and for all those that encourage us by their example in defending the unborn. Lord, we want to focus on our youngest brothers and sisters, the children in the womb, because they're the ones who have been most uh, cheated. Uh, they're the ones who have been the victims of the worst kind of prejudice and discrimination. People who say they don't deserve the protection of their lives because they're not really equal to the rest of us. But we know they are, Lord. You have made them so. Bless them, protect them, and bless us as we defend them. And bless these award honorees as they too encourage us to persevere in this great mission. We ask all of this through the author of life, the conqueror of death, Jesus Christ our Lord. And we now pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thank you so much. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. We need to be connected. We need to stay encouraged. We need to keep encouraging one another. We need to keep fighting to save our nation, to bear witness within our church to the gospel of Christ, to save the unborn and end the tragedy of abortion. Let's stay close in communication. Thanks for watching tonight. Share this good news about this prayer service and these wonderful honorees. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.